strange noises coming from the uh, space. And uh, then he also thought he saw a light shining through a pipe, like above his head. So unsure of what to make of the noises and the light, he installed a camera in the attic. I'll get to the bottom of this. So it recorded for a while, and yeah, he saw the video. It was their 69-year-old neighbor, Robert Havrila, <laughs> who was poking around in their small space with a power drill in his hand. He was renovating his own space next door to the Kennedy home, and then he re- installed a removable wall to gain access into their attic. That's creepy. Yeah. Uh, He had also apparently drilled multiple holes in a common wall in order to spy on the family. Neighbor was arrested, pleaded not guilty to charges of trespassing and stalking. Creepy old perv. Yeah. Ultimately convicted on one count of criminal trespass and sentenced to probation and a fine. It's it's his 69th year. He's like, I'm just going to get real freaky. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, okay. That throw you off a little bit, Craig. <laughs> I just figured it's probably head down that road. Snoop. Hey, Snoop, you ever been catfished? That's no, what, uh, I'm not John a fool. Wants to know. I'm, I'm, I'm a nice he, person, but I'm he's not. He's only a fool. been gaslit, not catfished. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Um, no fooling here, Snoop. I've been telling you about that McDonald's app because I know how you love your fast food. Beginning next month, McDonald's is offering its customers. The chance to win one of some five McGold cards. You know what a McGold card is? McDonald's for life? Yep. Whoa. Yep. McDonald's for life. Or as long as eating McDonald's for life will allow you to live. Yeah, but if the McRib is gone, then I don't really care about eating McDonald's for life. Snoop likes the breakfast. I do. Uh, the breakfast. Uh, the breakfast is good. I'm yeah, you could do and that. And a fresh Big Mac or fresh yeah. fillet of fish. Yeah, right. Fresh. When, I, when I got my fresh. McRib, when I got my McRib, the fries were fresh. That's yeah. There you go. That's a win-win. Um, so to enter for a chance to win the McDonald's for life, customers can make purchases between December fifth and December twenty-fifth. Cat Snoop, gotta have the app. Gotta right. have the app. Been right. telling you about that app. You know, you got to do the app if you're going to do it. You'll automatically earn one entry per purchase when you're enrolled in that My McDonald's Rewards program. That's through the app. And others can enter for a chance to win at an alternate entry site beginning December the 5th. But there are going to be three grand prize winners to receive a McDonald's gold card with a value of $1,040 per year for 50 years to be used at participating locations. As well as an additional $22,285 to, as they say, help offset taxes. Alternatively, the winner can choose to receive a McGold card valued at $1,040 and take the rest, fifty grand, almost $51,000, in the form of a check, along with an additional $2,285 to offset prize taxes. So, in other words, if you don't want the McGold card for life, you can get it for one year. And fifty-one thousand dollars cash, and twenty-two thousand to help offset the taxes. You could do that, and 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 not take the. Uh, I'll take the cash. The whole deal. Yeah. End a year. Yeah. Snoop, do you have any food apps on your phone? No. No. Not well, DoorDash, but I don't use it. It's too expensive. I thought. Oh, you, I, I thought. What? I've got two that I like. Craig has like ninety-five. I took them off. Well, 
I have my I have a lot of on mine. I don't use them that often, but I have them like for as transient as I have to be. Driving yeah. up to Dallas, this Starbucks. Yes, yes. My yeah. wife made me put the Jason's Deli app on my phone because we eat there a lot. Okay, but like I've got uh, Chick Fil A and oh. uh, Whataburger. All right. I've got. So that the, so there so there's some use for that. All right. Okay. All right. Now, um, Jeff, this one's for you. Um, this is like Christmas. <laughs> I've got something for each of you. Yeah. The San Francisco Board of Supervisors voted eight to three last night to approve a controversial policy that would allow police to deploy robots capable of using lethal force in extraordinary circumstances. See, I told you. I told you. What I tell everybody? Yeah, Get your mind right for it. Robot war is upon us. The Washington Post reports the vote came after a heated debate on a policy that would allow officers to use ground-based robots to kill when risk of loss of life to members of the public or officers is imminent, and officers cannot subdue the threat after using alternative force options or de-escalation tactics. The, uh, according to Washington Post, it still requires a second vote next week in the mayor's approval. But it could be the next step, you know, uh, according to San Francisco Chronicle, quote, there could be an extraordinary circumstance where in a virtually unimaginable emergency they might want to deploy lethal force to render in some horrific situation somebody from being able to cause further harm so you send a robot in to do the job I'm telling you man it's upon us boys i think you had right for it you've been you've been concerned oh, about i'm this. not surprised i'm not shocked by this story and some people will scoff at it or not take it seriously or brush it off skynet it's happening man killer robots to serve and protect, to protect and serve in San Francisco. Okay. That's how it starts, right? For, for the good of mankind? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? Then we're all living in Terminator 2 before uh, you know it. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody points out of all places, John and Bay San Francisco is doing this. The Bay Area is wild. So, anyway, there you go. All right. Somebody says, what are the odds that anybody chooses McDonald's over money? <laughs> good point. Somebody that doesn't need the money? Yeah. But they want themselves some Big Mac. Hour number two coming up on the horn. XFM and HD1 BK. KTAEAM Elgin. K270CO Round Rock. Second hour of Life the Tower on the Horn. Craig Ray, Jeff Howe with you. Snoop Daniel alongside. We're with you up till noon. Chad and Zay will follow with that. First hour of the program, Tony Salazar, head coach of the Westlake Chaparrales, was with us. And that uh, first hour getting ready for their matchup. That is a Saturday afternoon kickoff in the Alamodome at 2 o'clock against uh, Brennan. Uh, and... Uh, that uh, contest, by the way, is being locally televised. It's on KBVO Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock. Of course, uh, we'll have for you Friday night, uh, Vandegrift against Dripping Springs, and you'll hear it on the horn right here on 104.9 as well as 101.9 and AM 1260. And uh, Vandy and uh, Drip will uh, play at Gupton. That is at 7 o'clock up there in Cedar Park. That's right there astride the Vista Ridge campus is is where that one is taking place. So uh, on to the quarterfinal round this weekend. When we get to our flex update, bottom of the hour, 
Uh, I'm going to uh, update. I gave uh, the games yesterday. We're going to uh, do a little computering. A little computering for you, Snoop. Coming Wait. up bottom of the hour. Let you know what the computer thinks of some of these matchups. Uh, and, and of course, as we mentioned, we're working toward putting together the all-flex team. And I mentioned yesterday that there's more information coming in, and we're very grateful to have it, and we invite you to continue to submit your nominations for the all-flex team, offensive line, defensive line. There's an offensive line category for guards and tackles, and then there's a center right. as well, and then defensive line. And then there's second uh, uh, defensive backs, be they corners or safeties, linebackers. Quarterbacks, obviously, running backs, receivers, which can include, but not limited to, wide receivers, tight ends, slot receivers, things like that. So as special teams, kickers, uh, punters, returners, deep snapper, it's all there. Uh, Go to flexatx.com. You'll see more on that. And we're taking your uh, nominations uh, up uh, for a few more days, and then, and then, of course, we'll get to it. And coming up in less than two weeks is when we will announce the All Flex team during uh, part of uh, state championship week coverage. So we're looking forward to that. Clean up from hour number one. Uh, somebody pointed out that uh, uh, Dallas police massacre and standoff was ended by a robot delivering an explosive charge. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Yep. Sent the robot in on that. Stoner, deal. I agree with you that. Uh, Go, uh, ball sacked is going to be the next uh, getting catfished. You know, Craig, the, the, when you people read those erroneous reports from uh, yeah. ball sack sports, yeah, like, oh, Mike, John Morant said oh, Michael what? Jordan's trash. That's yeah. from ball sack sports. Yeah, that's a real thing, Snoop. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I never heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Ball sack sports is stupid. Ball sack sports? I'm not joking. Yeah. <laughs> Is it like Barstool or no? It's a it's a parody account. Okay, okay like the Onion. Yeah, pretty. It's like the Onion okay. for sports. Yeah. Okay. Pretty That's much. I'll go check that out. Yeah. Uh, somebody wanted to know why, how did Coach Salazar decide home field advantage was okay for Brennan? Um, Brennan doesn't have home field advantage. They agreed on the Alamo Dome because it's a big indoor neutral venue. Yeah, there'll be a lot of Brennan fans there, but Westlake will take fans on there too. It, at this point in time. Climate-controlled environments really become important, uh, and and it's not always available to you. Um, you know, you might be wanting to use that uh, a climate-controlled environment, be it NRG Stadium or or uh, you know AT and T Stadium in Arlington or Alamo Dome. Uh, remember, Alamo Dome is not available Friday night because you have the Conference USA Championship game going on. You have the UTSA Roadrunners against. The Mean Green of North Texas, who qualified for that. So you have, uh, he said with pride in his voice as a UNT alum. Uh, so anyway, yeah, UTSA against North Texas. That'll be uh, a Friday night. So that's why the Alamo Dome won available Friday night. But it's uh, it, Saturday. They'll be back to hosting playoff games on that. Um, and uh, somebody said, well, Westlake meet Galena Park North Shore in the playoffs. Well, they will if they win and North Shore wins. Uh, that would be next week in the semifinals. Yeah. Um, North Shore has a task of Cita, and that's going to be a heck of a ball game, I think. They've already played. It's a rematch of a district game that a task led 13-3 in the fourth quarter. And North Shore came back and won 16-13. North Shore is out there uh, 
quarterback, Caleb Bailey, he's out uh, indefinitely with a knee injury. So they've they've had a couple of different guys rotate at quarterback, most notably David Amador, their uh, wide receiver and kind of Swiss Army knife guy. He's ev- everywhere on that. So uh, they've they've had him going. Uh, Atascacita has played him really tough, and uh, they've beaten him before, and they've beaten him before in the playoffs. So that should be a really good game. That's a Friday night game, and they're playing over in New Caney. I know this because I'm working the telecast of that game for Valley Sports Southwest. Uh, that's Friday night at 7 o'clock between uh, North Shore and Atascacita. So no guarantee that uh, that North Shore wins that game. Uh, but if they do and Westlake wins, then, yes, those two teams um, – you know, would meet in the semifinal. Um, so, anyway, uh, somebody said, any idea why the Statesmen never list Lano in their playoff schedules uh, when they were listing Blancos in the same district? That's a that's a fair that's a fair question, though. If they're in the same district, because they're both a bit of a drive to get out of the area. I consider both in the extended coverage area of the Greater Austin area, just like Granger is. I, I think they're part of the extended coverage area there. How, well, how would I drive to Lano from here? 71. Straight up mm-hmm. 71. Just go up 71. Just get out of here, get on 71. <laughs> oh, it does say Lano. The duh. sign does say Lano. Oh. It does say Lano. So it does say, yeah. So when do y'all cover <laughs> basketball? Snoop's just starting to get in the basketball. Dude. Yeah, I watched Never. This. We don't cover basketball ever on this show. <laughs> we we've basketball. got the number two team in the, in the- Country, anyway, but yeah, I do do hoops. No, I think you're talking about high school basketball. Oh yeah, yeah, what yeah. They're asking. I did watch a drumming last night. Our best six A chance at a Region Four Austin High sixty six ten district opening win over Anderson sixty six ten. Yeah, you can check out the visual mixtape flexatx.com right now sixty six. What was the score at halftime? It was uh oh, oh hold on it was seven it was forty six seven something like that. Jeez. <laughs> they only allowed three points and and the the final three points was in the Back stretches of the fourth. The quarter. girls or boys? Girls. girls. I don't care in any sport. I don't care what level you're talking about. Mm-hmm. There is no <laughs> sport where the scores get more lopsided than high school girls basketball. It can. That's where you see like the, you know, such and such nationally ranked school in California beat somebody like one twenty three to six or whatever. I saw a game like that when Gary Blair was coaching South Oak Cliff. Before we got into the college um, yeah. game, and they had a great uh, team one year, one state. They their point guard was four feet eleven inches tall, and she was she was something I else. Bet she was awesome. Oh, she was. <laughs> oh, I bet she's awesome. Uh, and uh, South Oak Cliff beat. I want to say it was Skyline. It was one of the district opponents, and beat them uh, one eleven to four. I think it was. And it, and and I was there. I saw it. It wasn't like they were just trying to run up the score, but it was just it was one of those gigantic mismatches and happens and you know they just you know would take a shot from way outside and happen to go in you know that that kind of thing and then the other team would turn the ball over, miss a shot, come down and bit another one. And so it does, yeah, yeah, it Brutal. does. Some, somebody uh, Snoop, somebody pointed out the Hayes Hawks girls basketball. Yeah, they're had a nice win against Cedar Ridge last night. They are they are really good. Yeah. So uh, that's another one on which to keep an eye. All right, we need a break. When we come back, we're going to have Flex 30 update. We're going to see what the computer has to say about some of these matchups. And then we'll have another Longhorn Notebook. Where are we going with the uh, notebook? Sticking with the portal.
portal theme. Got more portal to get to. So that's next when we continue with Light the Tower on the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260, where we're live, local, and digital on the Horn. This is Light the Tower on the Horn. Uh, here's here's one thing that might be able to uh, shed a little light on uh, coverage area stuff. Our good friend Thomas Jones, the Austin American statesman, said, uh, I just heard on the show the coverage question, uh, any county that touches Travis County in the coverage area, plus, plus, and this is important to remember as well, Area county seats like Giddings and Lagrange. Uh, that's still so. That's that's the reason why because Lagrange geographically is farther away from Austin than Lano is. Well, Lano is sixty miles northwest, but it you know it just depends on some. I, I remember there was this big argument all the years and, and still go, goes on from time to time in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex where where I you know lived and worked for so many years. Is what really did. De- de- uh, uh, defined the metroplex and because it was a marketing term originally that came up i think in the 70s and uh i think ultimately it came to mean any a part of the area whose counties border kind of like what thomas said here the contiguous counties of dallas county and tarrant county which is where fort worth is dallas county for dallas so wise county johnson county Ellis County, Collin County, Denton County, um, Rockwall County. Hunt County is just on the other side of Rockwall. Rockwall County is the smallest county in the state. It's a tiny little postage stamp of a county. But it was kind of on that other side of that. So Kaufman County would be another one. So the ones that touch the contiguous counties. And as somebody points out, hey, Lano's a county seat, you know. So, (laughs) yeah, so there you go with that. So uh, uh, somebody asking the question, uh, oh, they said, uh, Jeff, to let you know, said San Francisco could use the term RoboCop if you wanted to do that since it was there to help the police. And why is there not a mercy rule in place for high school basketball? Um, there's, that's just never come up, really. You have running clock. There's that. Yeah. That happens a lot. But it's just never come up because, first of all, it's – it's 32 minutes of basketball. It's four eight-minute quarters. So although <laughs> you look at some of the scores, you can say it's – you'd be surprised how many points can can uh, score. Yeah, like at the half, I had more than enough footage. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Austin High, they have an SMU, a TCU, and a UT Arlington commit so far. I think they might get a couple more offers. So they're, okay. they're good. Okay. That's something to keep in mind. Uh, all right. So um, – Anyway, there's there's some of that stuff. It's time now for our Flex 30 update. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, uh, now we go to uh, the part of the program that we do weekly that Snoop just absolutely detests because he thinks it's this. Jerk. It comes a great personal insult to uh, high school teams when the computer 
is fed information and directed to pick a winner, uh, or if it's a pick 'em to say that, that it could go either way. And if you're picking a winner, by how many points? Snoop, you understand the computer is not directed to make every game a pick 'em. It's designed to give folks an idea of how much better one team is supposedly than the other. So when it is a pick 'em, it's pretty dang close, uh, like, like Alamo Heights and Liberty Hill. Yeah, and we saw the evidence of that. Toward that end, it's interesting you bring that up because here are the uh, computer projections for these games. 6A Division One, Prosper and Louisville. Computers picking Prosper by one point. Duncanville, Spring Westfield, Saturday afternoon in Georgetown, by the way. Computer likes Duncanville by 12. Galena Park, North Shore, and Atascacita, the uh, matchup that I'm Does calling for Does he know television. about Bailey, the court, Mr. Computer? All of that's fed into it. All of that's into it. It's not a mister. It's oh, a computer. Excuse me. It's, it's, it's <laughs> not, it has no gender. It's a computer. North Shore, Atascacita, pick them, says the computer. That's how close okay. that is. And then Westlake and Brennan, take a guess. Westlake by 18. What would you say, Jeff, on that? What would the computer say for Westlake Brennan? Westlake Brennan, I'm going to say Westlake by 12. Right in between you guys, 14. Huh. 14. Uh, all right, uh, 6A Division Two. It likes Denton Geyer by 5 over South Lake Carroll. DeSoto, Snoop's alma mater, by 10 over Harker Heights. Let's go Harker Heights. See, Snoop has such bad memories of his high school days. You yeah, know? Snoop, you do hate on DeSoto a lot. He was gaslit in high school, the problem was. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, and probably catfished, too, in high no. school. No. Were you, were you ball sacked in high school? No, Snoop? heck no. No, no, no. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, computer, <laughs> computer likes DeSoto by 10 wow. over Harker. Um, Katie against Houston C.E. King. Likes Katie by 17. Okay, fellas. Vandegrift, Fippering Springs. Uh, pick them. Okay, you're saying pick them. Mm, neutral field. I'm going to say God. drip by two. Computer says drip by six. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Uh, 5A Division One likes Alito by seven over Burleson Centennial in its rematch. I think there's 12 rematches this week. Uh, uh, across the entire landscape. It likes Longview by 20 over Mansfield, Timberview, Smithson Valley, and College Station playing at the field in Pflugerville this Saturday afternoon. Game. Computer agrees. Like Smithson Valley by four. And Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial against Far San Juan Alamo North. And that game, by the way, is in Corpus at Buck Stadium. Computer likes PSJ North by eight. That's how much it thinks of that school for the I'm, Valley. I'm pulling for PSJA North. See if we can get a Valley team into the yeah. semifinals. Is that where Coach Koss is still? I need to double-check that because he used to be a coach at Cedar Ridge and went there. 5A Division Two, Region 1, likes Argyle by 17 over Abilene Wiley. Region 2, South Oak Cliff, the defending state champ, likes by 5 over Melissa. Uh, Region 3, Fort Ben Marshall, the team I said is just absolutely beastly. Likes Marshall by 17 over Port Natchez Groves. Liberty Hill and Flower Bluff, fellas. Uh, oh, Liberty Hill by 12. Panthers by 8. 
16, okay. says yes. the computer. Oh, and there. Joe Pitchford's back. Yeah. Dude, Liberty Hill, they are just, man, I think they're trending up. I don't know about Fort Ben Marshall. Is this a mm-hmm. night game or a day game yes. for Liberty Hill? That's important That's going to, know. to 7 o'clock Friday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's a night game. Oh, they have no chance. Flower Bluff goes. under the guise of night. Okay. There you go. All <laughs> right. Again, Snoop thinks Liberty Hill is Batman with the yeah. slides. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the only reason they lost state. The bright lights the Cowboys Stadium. They showed too bright. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, that was the reason. Okay. All right. For, uh, 4A Division One. Another rematch that likes to cater by 10 over Wichita Falls. China Spring, which won the 4A Division II title last year, now in 4A Division I, playing on the gigantic Cinderella Anna, and it likes China Spring by 8. Uh, East Texas matchup, they like Chapel Hill High of the Tyler area by 2 over Kilgore. Can Liberty Hill, can the quarterback do his snap counts and uh, or defensive calls, whatever? Can they do it in a, in Reese a Batman, Baker. A Batman yes. voice? I'll tell yeah. Reese Bickers and David yes. Morris there to do go. that. And uh, Bernie and Cal Allen. Likes Cal Allen by three in that one. Four AD two. Oh, did Bernie to lose? Picking Cal Allen to beat him. Two unbeatens. Uh, all right. Four uh, A Division two. You have heard of Cal Allen? Yes, I have. Okay, just want to make sure. I have. I've seen some Bernie footage though. I like. Yeah, Ooh, I do too. Good. I like him. I think they're really good. Hey, real quick on Cal Allen, Craig. Have you yep. heard anything lately? A health update on Phil Danaher? I've not. Okay. I've not. And of course, he had retired, and uh, uh, the coaching changes happened, and it's gone. You know, smooth. Mm-hmm. They throw the ball more yeah. than they used to. Of course, you could throw it three times a game, and you'd be throwing <laughs> it more than you did when Coach Danaher was there. Four uh, A Division Two. Uh, Glenn Rose picked by the computer by twenty over Monahans. Carthage number one. I saw them last week. And they look every bit the part by Ple- a million. Now, uh, now they're playing Pleasant Grove, who's playoff veteran in season. Okay, and, by a hundred. Uh, ten. <laughs> ten. I Quero can't and a good Sil- Pleasant Grove program. Yeah, it is. Uh, Quero and Silsby. Likes Quero by four. Yeah, that might be too much. That's yeah. that's about that's about as much of a pick'em game as you'll find in the state. I this agree. Week. And then Wimberley and Lago, Snoop. They got to go Wimberley probably. Knowing the computer, you said Texans by fourteen, by twelve. Okay, so Snoop, you said knowing the computer. Let's just take the computer out of it. Who would you pick? Me, per- I guess uh, Wimberley. Okay, so quit bagging on the computer. Okay. Yeah. By the way, computer picks Wimberley by less than what you guys are. Seven. Ooh. Okay. All right. I really, I, I have a heartstring thing with Lago yeah. Vista. Right. I think they're the next. They could potentially be like a Liberty Hill one day. Okay. Three uh, A Division. I one. can't give Lago too much credit. That goes against every fiber <laughs> of my being. So. It does. Three A Division Temporary. one. Uh, Brock, which began the season zero and four. Yeah. And is on a roll now. They've picked by six over Whitesboro. Malakoff and Grandview, as we pointed out uh, yesterday, and Greg Tepper is on with us, playing each other for the eighth time in the last five years. And um, it likes Malakoff by eight. Uh, Franklin and Columbus likes Franklin by seven. Lano and Edna, boys. We already did this one this week. It was. Did you? I think, did we? We did. I think you gave it to us already this did week. Did I? Do you remember it? Seven. Oh, I thought it was Lano by like seven or something like that. It's Edna by three. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Maybe uh, you didn't, or maybe I just completely forgot. Yeah, okay. Well, three, I'll see that. Game. All right. I'll be there. Uh, 3A Division Two likes Canadian by 15 over Wall. It likes Gunner by 22 over Holiday. If Canadian and Gunner meet, 
it's going to be like the eighth time in the last four or five years next week in the semifinals. It likes Newton by 24 over Harmony and likes Poth by 15 over Tidehaven. 2A Division One, Cisco Hawley, another rematch, likes Hawley by 9. Toller and Crawford likes Toller by 7. I was like, really? Okay. Timpson with Terry Bussey. Uh, they're outstanding, but they liked him by Timson, 12. Timson Bears. Yeah, like him by 12 over Cooper. Shiner Refurio. Rematch. They like Refurio by four. 2A Division Two. Wellington, the Skyrockets. They liked him by 14 over New Home. Albany, they liked by 16 over Collinsville. March by 11 over Love Lady and Granger Burton, fellas. Granger and Burton? Granger. I'm going to go Burton by four. That's the one I gave you the other day. Okay. Or I'll give you credit for it. It is Burton by four, according oh, okay. to this. All right. <laughs> and then finally, in the six man, they like Westbrook, the defending state champion, Division One by three over Happy. Abbott, the number one team in the state, by six over Erion County. Division Two likes Benjamin, the top ranked team in the state, by two over With Harrell. And Lorraine, big surprise, by 17 over Oakwood. So there it is. There's your computer projections. Lorraine Bobbitt? No, just Lorraine. Yeah. Oh. Lorraine. Is that is that cultural reference completely out of date now? I think so. It's got to be, right. especially that's, a, that's if, a damn shame. Especially if you're talking about the town just south of Waco, we straighten out Snoop on the pronunciation of that. It's Lorena, not Lorena. Last year's state champ, which bowed out yep. early this year. Yep. Throw, throw John Wayne Bobbitt in the Google machine, kids. It'll be it'll be fun. Fun why midday you, reading. Why, I start to say, why would you ask a kid to do that? I don't think talking if you're like in your twenties. You know, <laughs> okay. if you're okay. if you're on campus at UT getting ready for finals, you need something to break the monotony. Go down a Google rabbit hole and John Wayne Bobbitt. Well, we got somebody saying, "Hey, uh, uh, Granger will beat Burton by three on a walk off field goal." Victor says Edna by seven over Lano. Go Cowboys! So I tell you what, back back in my day, Craig playing Granger, those yeah. some of the toughest games I played in was playing Granger. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's a t- tough bunch over there. Uh, somebody saw that Erion County won one hundred four ninety one last week. Is that a record? No, far far from it. There's there, there was a state championship game where I think it was Garden City scored one hundred twenty two. Uh, no, that, that that's a rather uh, pretty common score to be in the nineties. That sort of thing for six man. Uh, where is Erion County? It's out west of San Angelo. Mertzen would be it's your over county yonder. Seat. It is out over there, there y'all. Yeah. It's my late my late father's favorite direction. Yeah. It's over yeah. yonder. Yeah, Dad, so that uh, doesn't help me at all. <laughs> all right, so there is uh, your Flex Thirty updates. Uh, let's move on to our number two Longhorn notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn notebook. A notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, the home loan expert. Your Longhorn lender. See if Aaron can do for you what you did for Linda and me, and that is to get that home loan approval turned around just like that. After all, she's the person who can make it happen for you in 10 days or less. Check her out on the web at BowersockTeam.com, B-O-W-E-R-S-O-C-K, BowersockTeam.com. Speaking of Granger and back in the day, we scrimmaged them. Uh, My freshman year at Florence, I was on the JV, but for the varsity scrimmage, Brandon Average almost killed a guy. He was pretty good. Threw a post route over the middle and... There, our receiver decided for whatever reason he needed to jump when Brandon Everidge had about a 15-yard running start. And it was oh. – it ended – like when I give you that setup, Craig, it ended about as bad as you would think it would end, giving you that visual. That was an All-American safety. He started on OU's national championship team. Yeah, he did. It was good. 
Uh, by the way, Purple Buffalo's daddy said, just looked at the computer projections, and it says Florence is still the butthole of Central Texas. Go Cougs. No, if the state of Texas ever needed an enema, Gerald's where you'd stick the hose. Okay. So let's just let's get it's it right. Enough. That's on. That's a little further down 487. That's enough illustrative uh, description of the two communities. I just want to know how Purple Buffalo's nice. daddy texts the show. Because like, I know they don't know about <laughs> smartphone technology <laughs> over there. Is texting in Morse code? We uh, carrier pigeon from the outhouse. Uh, Linda and I had a little bit of a little bit of a chuckle thinking about you yesterday because, uh, in her industry, she is a licensed professional counselor, and there's lots of advertisements in the trades in that deal for licensed profes- professional counselors needed, and there was one that came up and it said marriage counselor needed in Gerald. And I said, you know, if we say that to Jeff, he's going to say, well, of course. How would you expect any marriage in Gerald to last? Well, I was going to ask like if Linda has any experience with farm animals because she'll be able to com- need to be able to communicate with the sheep that the gentleman all is right. having so problems to, with. Had to go there again. Okay, all She's right. a lady. You did that. Yeah. You did that. That was on your It wasn't right. supposed to go to livestock, okay? It was just a deal about marriage counseling. <laughs> okay. Can you please commence with the uh, notebook? I think my senior. I'll, I'll, I think you want my me senior. Chop that out of the podcast or leave it in. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about Texas. Let's talk about the transfer portal. I mentioned earlier that uh, you know when you, when you look at some of these recruiting classes that are losing guys, there, there's two things that stand out: the 2020 class, which that class, Craig, has been really interesting to follow uh, because again, that was Tom Herman's last full recruiting cycle, and I think the two guys that left yesterday, Troy O'Meary and Andre Carrick, didn't really fit what the current staff wants at those positions. So, and I think we'd seen both those guys kind of fall down the depth chart a little bit. By the way, Troy O'Meary one catch for nine yards. I didn't realize this. That was his only target all year, and you had guys like. Uh, Gabe Solser and, and some walk-ons. He, right. One target was by far the lowest on the team. Like a Jai Hall, I think, had two, and he only played in four yeah. games. So that's how far down Troy O'Meary falling. But, you, you know, you look at that 2020 class. I mean, Bijan Robinson, Hudson Card, Alfred Collins, Vernon Broughton, Keaton Crawford, Jaron Thompson, Jake Majors. There's been some big-time uh, big time contributors in that class. Jalen Ford was the lowest-rated guy in that class, and he's probably going to end up being – your Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. There's been – Jaday Barron was in that class. So you've had some some misses, but you've had some really big hits in that class. Uh, the other thing that stood out to me was the 2021 class, and you've seen a decent amount of attrition in that class already. And, again, Jatavian Sanders, Xavier Worthy, but uh, J.D. Coffey went in the portal yesterday. Jameer Johnson, D.J. Harris, uh, Jordan Thomas had already gone in the portal. Terrence Cooks had already gone in the portal. Uh, Jaden Alexis has been dealing – with injuries, David Abiyara, Keith Ron Lee, those guys have gone into the transfer portal. Uh, then you've got you know a guy like Max Merrill has been buried on the depth chart on the offensive line. So that's a transition class. It's interesting when you look at transition classes because I know we all go back to what Tom Herman said uh, his first signing day when you know when they went back to when he was at Ohio State with Urban Meyer in that twenty I think it would have been that twenty twelve yeah. recruiting class. They had right. a lot of attrition. But if you look at uh, transition classes, Craig, over the years. Actually, Texas has had a pretty decent success rate with recruiting classes, right? Like Mac Brown's '98 class, you had Mike Williams, who ended up being an All-American, was a first-round draft pick on the offensive line, the last first-round draft pick Texas had on the offensive line. Ahmad Brooks, Lee Jackson, there's some really good contributors in that class. There's a pretty low bust rate in that class. Uh, you go to the 2014 class, that was a, a, a Mac Brown, Charlie Strong hybrid class. Deontay Foreman, Puna Ford. 
Andrew Beck. You had a lot of really good contributors in that class. And obviously Deontay Foreman was an All-American and National Award winner. And then you go to the 2017 class. Again, that's a Tom Herman, Charlie Strong hybrid. But that's Sam Ellinger, Taquan Graham. Josh Thompson has been an NFL guy. Uh, Gary Johnson was in that recruiting class. He's a JUCO guy, so I don't know how much you really count him. Uh, Sam Cosme was an NFL draft pick. Derek Kerstetter was in that class. So transition classes have actually been really good for Texas. I just think in the day and age of one-time transfer and the portal, don't be surprised if compared to those other three at this 21 class doesn't have a lot of attrition by the time all is said and done. Even though, you know, Baron Sorrell, Byron Murphy, Mo Blackwell, I'm, I may know bones about it. I'm a Mo Blackwell truther. I love me some Maurice Blackwell. So, again, I think that's going to be a class where you have some hits, but you do have quite a bit of attrition and maybe more, like I said, just the, the dynamics in college football have changed. But I think what the portal's done too, Craig, with these guys that we know they're going to be in there, they're planning on being in there when it opens on December 5th, we're getting a better idea. Sark was asked about this uh, in the press conference on Monday, kind of what positions are you targeting, do you need? And they've got a pretty good idea, and Sark wasn't going to give away his game plan, but he did say they've got to evaluate their roster, see what their needs are, and they're going to keep some spots open down the road for guys that are spring additions to the portal, like Keelan Robinson, Ajay Hall, Diamante Tucker Dorsey, those are just some of the guys that have been, oh, Ben Davis, that were spring additions in the portal, Sark's first two years, so they'll keep some spots open. But I think safety, with J.D. Coffey moving on, you know, you bring back Jaron Thompson. We know Anthony Cook is gone. And then you've got some young guys, you know, uh, a Larry Turner Gooden, a B.J. Allen. You know, Michael Taft played a bigger role down the stretch. But I think safety is a spot where they could look for. I think inside linebacker, especially Jalen Ford's going to have a really interesting decision to make because he is draft eligible. And he's going to get some feedback from, from the NFL. And if his stock is high enough, uh, do, is he tempted to go to the draft? So linebacker could be a big name. I think it already is. Craig, because you've had some attrition at that position. You're losing to Marvin Overshone. I think linebacker's a spot. We know receiver. We know there's been uh, some interest uh, between Texas and, and some various wide receivers uh, this, the, the, that are going to go into the uh, going to go into the transfer portal, uh, including the uh, the wide receiver out of Texas A&M Commerce. Again, on the 28th is when a Monday was when the portal opened for. FCS and below prospects. Uh, Andrew Armstrong is a guy that had over a thousand yards and ter- thirteen touchdowns at A and M Commerce this year. Uh, he's a guy that I could see Texas having a lot of interest in. But their wide receiver is going to be a position where they look to to add somebody because you're losing Troy O'Meary obviously off of that depth chart. But uh, Jordan Whittington is he going to come back? Is he going to go pro receivers a spot? I think offensive line. Uh, a guy like Damian George out of Alabama who's going to go into the portal. Uh, he was a guy Kyle Flood recruited. He's an North Shore kid, had a lot of interest in Texas coming out of high school. Do you add him as a guy that can maybe be a buffer if you think you need a buffer for Cam Williams before maybe he's ready to step into that role as a starting right tackle? So uh, I think offensive line, safety, inside backer, wide receiver, I think those are the positions. Quarterback is the interesting one for me. And I think a lot of that's going to depend on, again, the kind of development Sark sees from Malik Murphy during the bowl practices. And I don't want to say it completely hinges on that because that would be inaccurate on my part. But if you're going to bring in a quarterback, you know, quarterbacks that are going to look at the Texas situation and say, well, do I have a realistic shot to go beat out Quinn Ewers? I think it's just going to shrink the pool of quarterbacks that you have to choose from. But would a veteran quarterback be willing to come here and knowing that, hey, I might be the backup for 12 games? Or do you say, hey, 
you know, Hudson Card ended up starting three ball games and playing a little bit. Do I have a chance to maybe go in there and be a guy that spot starts and, and is, a, is a quality backup? So quarterback's the interesting one. But I think if Sark feels good about Malik Murphy's trajectory with Arch Manning coming in, he may just roll with those three next year, knowing you've still got a guy in Charles Wright in that room also. So All right. Those are the positions to keep an eye on as, as we go portaling the rest of the way. We'll be back to wrap up Light the Tower here on the Horn. We're ready to wrap it up from here. We'll be back in tomorrow. Thank you, Golf Lingo on the Specs text line for pointing out that in Gerald, family counseling is marriage counseling. Well, there's there's really some truth there because uh, I've been told that the uh, the more correct term is couples counseling off of that. So, well, what do you, you call go. it in Gerald when there's a sheep involved? All right, will you quit? <laughs> Tomorrow will be. I I should not have opened the toothpaste tube there. Just remember, folks in Northern now. Williamson County, bad means no. All right, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. I'm gonna get my ass kicked. Yeah, I know. Sure. If you ever stop for gas, you're in big trouble. I make it a point not to. <laughs> Stay tuned. Chad Zay up next. We'll visit with you tomorrow for our man behind the glass, Snoop Daniel, and for my co-host Jeff Howe. I'm Craig Way. Thanks for joining us. We'll visit with you tomorrow here on Light the Tower. Do you struggle with recurrent UTIs, kidney stones, male or female urology issues? Stop trying to.